Hey, dog. Fuck Androvi. Welcome to another edition of No Chuff Days. It's like a third pod in three days. It's getting a bit tiresome now, isn't it? Anyway, doesn't matter. I've got two wonderful guests. I've got Bedra here, who once again remains anonymous because that's what Bedra does. He's uh, the blank man, Mr. Invisible. See no evil, hear no evil, etc., etc. And I have Gosta. Gostare. He hasn't got the green. We, we, he's got so comfortable with us now. He doesn't have a green screen up. Love it. <laughs> <laughs> I can't, mate. My mother-in-law's upstairs. I can't use the room, so no green screen today. I've got hey, kids' pictures you. behind me. Can you show? Can you show us one? Can you show us a picture? Yeah, yeah. there's there's one behind me there. There's a Wait, no, no, no. Take it down and show us. I want to see what it is. It's like, can you see that one? No. No? Oh, the lighting's bad, mate. It's do like do the other one behind you. The one right behind you. This one. Yeah. yeah. That looks like Tariba West. <laughs> <laughs> Good one, yeah. The, got the purple dreads and everything. Mate. Wasn't it green and white when he went to that World Cup? That was fantastic, wasn't it? <laughs> got to stay within the, the colour scheme, man. Nigeria and all that. Fucking hell. How you been, brother? You good? I'm all right, still. Good to be back on the show. Uh, no chofdes, oishmalai gears. Here we are. Good to be back, mate. Here we go. Pedrui. Yes, I'd, I'd just like to say, first of all, Gosta, thank you for jumping on board. And secondly, thank you for being on this podcast with your shirt on. The last guest we had was um, doing the show topless. And we got a lot of comments about it. So, you know. <laughs> Do you have many ladies that watch your show? I mean, there are ladies watching. It could be good, mate. Get some donations. Maybe, maybe. But it's Stefano. You know, it was Stefano. Ste- and, um, you know, we-, we, we need to improve on the lighting and the, the pole dancing. And that would do something, yeah. You, you, you want to see Stefano do pole dancing? Well, he, we might as well. I mean, he's half naked already anyway. <laughs> For fuck's sake. Oh man, he's probably watching Liverpool at the moment. They're losing to Newcastle. Ha <laughs> ha. Anyway, this show is to celebrate the signing of uh for these Gitsos. How, how you pronounce it? Was it Gitsos? Just Gitsos. There you go. It's a left back from Olympia Goz. We got him on loan. And uh our friend Gossa from Gate 7 International is here to tell us all about him. So the first question, Gosta. How the fuck did this come out of the blue? So, our left backs. So, all right, let's let's start from the top. So, this kid, he's 19 years old. He's probably only played about five first-team games with Olympiagos, most of them in the Cup. I think a couple at the end of last season when we were in the playoffs and we were already... 12, 15 points ahead. Um, we made a bit of a meal of it. We made it difficult on ourselves, but he got some he got some game time in uh, like you know 45 minutes, 70 minutes in that playoff period. But here's the thing. In our academy, he he broke out as a left winger, as a as an attacking player. And I'd seen him play in our B team. So B teams were created in Greece last season. They played second division second division football in Greece. And I saw a couple of games with him 
He's not afraid. That's what I like about him. He's not afraid to kind of try and take a player on. He's quite neat and tidy on the ball for a, for a young lad. So like Xeribala, as we as we say in Greek, uh, he's got a fairly decent cross. But the, um, there's not a lot to really go on still. Like I just haven't seen him enough. Um, but again, you know, one thing you can say is that. He's a he's an academy product at Olympiagos. He understands understands the pressure of playing for a big club, I suppose. But he needs he needs game time, and he's not what you would call an experienced left back in that respect. So there is a bit of a gamble there. He's definitely a young player that's got legs that can bomb up and down the field. I feel that you know Neil Led he can learn a lot under Neil Lennon. I don't know I don't know if um, if you've got a number one left back right now, for example. So that's an interesting question that I have in terms of you know, have a number game one time. left back that's running on fumes, mate. Honestly, yeah. he's running on there fumes already. But there you go. So um, yeah, I suppose one one last thing I'll say just to really try and answer your question there: what's going on and how has this happened? We've got we've got three left backs right now well not anymore uh, we had uh, Oleg Rabchuk who's our starting left back very uh, very defensive oriented player and Olympiakos is a team that likes to play build up possession out the back likes to have wing backs that you know bomb up and down the field and provide the overlap good crossing ability you think of Timikas or you think of Jorgatos further back that's not what Rabchuk is and Olympiakos fans have been really frustrated with that and we signed an Israeli left back that I heard has also been linked with you uh, previous few weeks, Doran Leidner from, I want to say, is it Hapoel Tel Aviv for two, two and a half million, including add-ons. He's had some passport issues. Uh, we've been rumoured to be trying to bring in Jordan Amavi from, from Marseille. God awful player, hasn't played football for two years. Um, so there's been some... A lot of reshuffling at Olympiacos in, in the left back position, and I think Kitos is Kitos is the one that's kind of bit the bullet there and said, "Okay, this is the guy that's going to go, and we're going to try and bring somebody else in with more experience." And I think it's a good move for him. You guys are playing Europa League next season, and from the sounds of it, and we'll get into it more, he's um, he's going to get opportunities, whether it's in the league, uh, providing cover or some you know arrest for your other regular left back. He's a kid that it's going to be his first real first real season getting more than five ten games in professional men's league so this is a good move for him um i can't really say more uh, in terms of like playing ability because just, just the sample is is so small so going back to what you said at the beginning how he started off as a left winger whose idea was it to move him to left back because we've seen it uh, the best example i'll give is maybe kieran richardson or quinton fortune at man united they were left wingers and Ferguson decided, or probably was Kieros actually decided, try him out at left back, and they stayed there. So, was it Ibagatha who who decided it? Do you know? No, it was the first team coach last season. So he's gone now. Pedro Martins, former coach, he was with us for four seasons. Um, he had a tendency. He had a tendency to do this with with players. So he didn't only do it with Gitos. He tried it with Mario Vrusai as well. It's a player that went off to Holland as well and did quite well. Uh, Greek international a couple of years ago, academy products. 
played from the left, cut inside and shoot with his right foot type of player. And he he turned him, he tried to turn him into a right back and he tried to try to turn Kitsos into a left back as well. Uh, the, the truth is, you know this, Stel, very, it's very difficult to find a manager with with the um, with the Bulls to play a young academy product, particularly in the final third. So um, Oleg Rebchuk was alone last season in the left back position. We bought in Mihal Karpovnik at the end of the transfer window this time last year, brought him in on loan from Brighton and he started playing, you know, they said, oh, he's going to play on the left and he's going to play on the right. He ended up playing like five or six games, mainly as a right back. And Rebchuk is, again, to use your words, is running on fumes. He basically played like 50, 55 games last season, maybe 60, including international games with Moldova. So um, they made a decision in December last year and they said, all right, we're going we're gonna to bring Gitos up to the first team and we're going to try him out as a left back. And the media dubbed it Project Tsimikas. So we had a good old laugh with that. But like, the boy's got talent. He's definitely got some talent. Uh, and I do hope we we see that. So is he really a left back? I don't know, mate. Again, I don't know. He just hasn't been tested enough. I don't know what's going to happen if he plays in the Europa League and he comes up against uh, Jordan Sancho in the Champions League when he played Man United at Old Trafford. Like, you know? I'm, I'm going to be very curious to see that. And I wonder if if Lennon sees him and says, nah, I'm going to try him as a left winger, you know? Yeah. The thing is, we've also got a good relationship with Olympia Goz. We've seen with Lovera, um, you know, joining us. And Marinaki fell out with uh, Manitara, which is lovely. <laughs> She's great. And I don't think we paid the fee to get this kid on loan. Um, so the relationship is good. And I'm pretty sure that you guys have got your eye on a couple of players of ours, I'm guessing anyway, uh, for the long haul. Um, but th- th- again, this is this is another... I w- again, I'm not going to use the word strange because it's not fair to say it's a strange tra- transfer at the end of the day. You know, a lot of people have been talking about this as a, as a possibility and the lad is or appears to be um, uh, becoming a left-back as, as opposed to a left-wing. And if he's good at bombing forward, that's what we need because our left-back does that anyway. Um, in all fairness, and I'm pretty sure a lot of the people watching now will agree that Jan's defensive elements are, are, are terrible. They're terrible at the moment. They, they've been really bad for the past year and a half, for whatever reason. For whatever reason. Um, but yeah, it looks like we, we do focus on getting the ball forward on that left-hand side, uh, an overlapping left-back that can deliver a, a cross into the box. Do you think he's got a wand of a left foot? Can we can we rely on him to uh, put crosses in the box, mate? I think one thing I will say is that when he's got the ball at his feet, he'll look to he'll look to give and go. So you will see that kind of tendency. He'll pin himself onto the touchline. He'll receive the ball and he'll put his head up and he'll see where the option is and he'll he'll pass it and he'll move and he'll look to get up the field. Uh, his his balls along the grounds are quite good. Like some, I remember a few cutbacks. Uh, also, generally, ball control looked quite decent when the ball's up up in the air and it's coming across diagonally. He'll, he'll chest it down comfortably. He's got good feet. Again, again, I say that the, the sample of what I've seen is very small. 
and we're talking we're talking Greek league here. But there there were definitely games last season where Olympiakos fans were kind of crying to see him because the other guy just doesn't have that. Like Rabchuk is solid defensively. He's very good in in defensive transition, getting back. You know, he's a warrior, that type of player. But but in terms of getting forward and contributing to build up, you just get the ball on the wing and then he'll pass it back and you're just like, oh for fuck's sake. So um with, with Gitos it was it was a breath of fresh air when he was on because he was more positive. Like and that's it's natural for a player that's you know started his career as a as an attack minded player to have that. So I think he will he will provide some some energy down the left hand side. And your your other left back's 32 years old, if I'm not mistaken. So so I think for you for you guys as well, it's a breath of fresh air. Uh Kostad, does he uh, have the ability to keep the ball in his legs? I mean, uh, while being challenged, uh, can he dribble on the on the overlap and things like that? It's difficult to say, like how he's going to react when he's when he's being pressed, because he's never really been in that situation much. Because normally in Greece, we're the ones that dominate possession, so we've got the ball at our feet, and the other teams are waiting for us to come onto them. And then they'll try and break on a counter-attack. So there's not really been any situations that I've seen him in where he'd have the ball come out of defense and then you know the attackers are pressing him. So it's difficult for me to give you kind of an accurate indication on that. But in terms of dribbling going forwards, you definitely what I said at the beginning, like he's not afraid. He's not afraid to kind of put his head down and knock the ball past the opponent and then try and get a pass in or try and cut back into on onto the penalty uh onto the penalty spot so we, we saw that a couple of times last season he likes to do that he likes to try and get past the full back and then cut it cut it back to the penalty spot it doesn't really can't really remember many times where he's been near the byline and he's tried a long cross in the air he always tries to kind of slice it back cut it back along the ground to you know a second striker a number 10 that's trailing into the box stuff like that Costa, um, a lot of fans are underwhelmed um, about this signing. Um, we, we said, for, no, it's, it's not a disrespect on the lad, but I think because Jan is the established left back and he hasn't had much competition over the past couple of years. I mean, obviously, Kiko did what he could, but, you know, Kiko's first season with us, Jan got 16 assists. It was very difficult for him to break into the team. Obviously, last season, the whole team was very disjointed and, and off form. And granted, Jan still held it down and did what he could, but he wasn't the same Lesiaks. And this season, again, we're seeing... OK, I wouldn't say it's the same Lesiaks as before, but he, he doesn't have... It, it appears that his head's not in it at the moment. He's losing focus. He's not doing the, the basics right. He's giving the ball away cheaply. And this is just after a few games. Like, okay, don't get me wrong. He was outstanding at Ghent, especially away from home. But for him to have, you know, someone breathing down his neck to say, right, I'm here now. Yeah. You ain't going to get this this first team spot permanently. Do you think this, this lad is going to be motivated to try and get into the first team? Bloody hope so, mate. 
I mean, it's a good chance for him. Like I said, you guys are a team that should be challenging, should be competing for silverware in Cyprus. You're a team that's made it through to Europa League. It's a tough group you guys have. Uh, so it's a great opportunity for him. I don't know what the details of the of the deal are, whether there's a loan plus option or if it's a straight loan. But I think he'll be looking to put in some good performances, get noticed by the scouts back at back at Olympiakos, and then hopefully come back next season and try and break into the squad in in preseason. I think that's what his goal is going to be. Well, we saw how Maxi came to us and he had a very very good season for us and then um he went back to you guys signed a new contract and ended up out on loan again um are, are we talking about the same thing possibly happening with this happening with this lad maybe he have a year with us and then come back to you guys and get farmed out again um it's a bit of a it's a bit of a different situation now because we have a different manager so a new manager now i think with lovera pedro martins they don't have it, you know. He he didn't notice him anymore, and Martins had a tendency, like once he like fell out with a player or you know didn't fancy a player, it's over. Like, it's very difficult for for him to come back. And Lovella was was one of those. Like he came back from Rosario, was it last December or January? Got a couple of games, like you know, he went on for five ten minutes or. Like little cameos where you can't really expect anything of him. And we were playing like shit all of last season. So so then, you know, they, we loaned him out to you. And and then when he came back, although we needed pace and energy on the wings and all of those things that you described about, you know, what Maxi was doing for you, like including tracking back, things that the former manager wanted, he didn't even he didn't even take him to preseason, like they left him. They left him. Uh, they left him at Redi at the training ground in in Greece to train on his own with a few others that were dumped, that were dumped there and didn't follow the preseason training. So, it's it's, it's not. I don't. I don't think it's going to be the same. Like it really is. Is a project player for Olympiakos. I think he's one of the best youth players that we have in the current crop that's coming through. Although I think that like this is you know. We don't have a very good track record of producing youth the last couple of years, like putting players into the first team. So, so again, opportunity for him. And I want to hope that they do keep a close eye on him. But I'm not going to lie, they... Olibiagos is a bit of a mesh right now in terms of backroom staff. Um, the management as well has had a lot of attention on Nottingham Forest, understandably. Um when, when the owners are the club is going up to the Premier League, I fully understand uh, that some of the priorities shift. But you know they they also have a responsibility to make sure Olympiacos is organised properly in terms of staffing and everyone having roles and responsibilities. And that's a little bit of a doubt in terms of are they properly going to track what he's doing on Monia and how he's playing. And that's not a disservice to to our scouts. It's just based on experience. So. Hopefully that can hopefully that can change. All right, well let's move on to another signing we made yesterday. Uh, as you know, here we go. He's a good player. I'm sure he'll help us in the future. But you think of a pre preparation with Ayek? Do you think? Okay, first of all, how do you think he will do at Almonia? And secondly, the lack of preseason 
um, will obviously have an effect on his match sharpness, match fitness. But do you think it will take him long to to get used to the style of play and get used to the style of football in Cyprus? I mean, you saw how Bolon played. So do you think that's something that he'll be able to get into pretty soon? Kareem's a player that I I, I liked. Yeah? The you know, but he's um a filodimo. He he runs, he plays for the team, and he's he can score. If you look at his stats everywhere he's played, he's scored goals. You and I were talking about Shepa earlier. I think for me, for me he's a better striker. He's maybe not not as not as built. But when he's fit, like he's strong, he's quite hard to push off the ball. Even though he he looks a bit more, a bit thinner, a bit more on the slim side. But he's a strong lad. I don't know. I don't know how old he is now. He must be like getting into his. He's thirty-two. I was going yeah, to say getting into getting into his thirty. So he's thirty-two. Mm. You'll like him, man. I'm gonna. I wanna. I wanna say like the first game he plays, he scores. <laughs> we've, got, that, we've got we've got at the weekend and that's a bit of a derby that, game so is that kind of play he really is that kind of player he can come off the bench he can start a game and he'll score like he'll do things and he's got a decent touch like, he's a good player man I think for Cyprus though 10 goals a season easy yeah. easy for okay. me really that's, that's what I would be expecting and like if it's a free transfer for you guys as well like Decent, like a decent striker, really, really. Um, and you guys have got some good, uh, you've had some good strikers over the years, like like Matt Derbyshire. He's mm. close to that level, mate. Like, he's really is like fox in the box kind of player. And he's um, he's got that kind of Middle Eastern, I want to say, like Iranian. Because you've got of aggression flair. in him, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that, that flair, that aggression. Like, he'll turn around to teammate and he'll, you know, encourage Good, that's what them. we need. That's what we need, yeah. man. That's he'll what we talk. need. He'll because... talk on the pitch. I remember, like, he his last season at Olympiagos, it was a bit it was a bit unfair, maybe, I want to say, that the way he left, because he was there the 2017 season where we had a, we had a shocker. We finished third, fourth, I want to say, in the league. It was the season Ajax won, Ajax won the league. And I was at the game. I was at the game. We lost 2-1 against Ayag at the Karaiskagi. We went 1-0 up. And I remember he took his shirt off and he went to the fans and he showed his shirt with his name on it and stuff. And, you know, 1-0 second half. We lost that game 2-1. They scored two goals in stoppage time. Um, but he's got he's got that attitude. Like, And at the end of that season, you know, they, you know, there was a, you know, Marinagis decided to get rid of 20 players and bring 20 new players in. And Kareem, Kareem was one of the ones that was, uh, you know, not fancied by Martins who came in that season. And, and you know, the rest is history, I guess. I think he, he I can't remember where he went off and then he came back to Ag a year later. But yeah, mate, it, it was um, him, him leaving Olympiagos was more circumstantial than him not, not being good enough, he could have been. He could have been like uh, our third striker. I want to say like somebody that would come off the bench or like a squad player, but but not a not a starter. When you've 
when you've had players like Darko Kovacevic and Kostas Mitroglu in his in his prime years or Giovanni Rivaldo and all these people, you're just like, all right, I need a El Arabi most more recently. You wanna you wanna have a big balls like heavy, heavy machine gun up front. And he isn't he isn't quite like Tovari Pirovolgo, you know? But like I said, goals and he'll get assists as well. So I, I, I think it's a good signing for you. So let's move over to your team then. I know I've been listening to your pod. It's absolutely oh, brilliant. So <laughs> listen, uh, Lambros's commentary, the Abolon game, was absolutely phenomenal. I, I'm I'm surprised he didn't comment on the video that I made about it. But you know, that's okay. That's okay. I won't waste my efforts on Lambro anymore. That's fine. The stadium's on fire. Anyway, so you've had a bit of a topsy turn. Go on, go ahead. There's a comment from Marius, don't underestimate our league, Costa. I don't at all. Your, your league's probably better than ours right now, mate. Like, you reckon? <laughs> maybe, 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 mate. I mean, uh, what, against Apollon? Okay, Apollon didn't really threaten us. Nor in the first game or the second game, didn't really get into the box. But... You know, there were phases in the first game where they were dominating possession and and even in the second game, it just weren't penetrating. So the gap's not that big between Greece and Cyprus. Uh, I, I don't underestimate the Super League at all. Just want to put that on record. <laughs> Lumbra says, wait, what video? Check our WhatsApp group from the other week and you'll see. Shame on you. So you've signed, made some interesting signings. You signed the uh, South Korean fellow. You got two, but the one that scored against yeah. Abolon. Huang is that? What's his name? Huang. Huang. Yeah, in Bom, in Bom Huang. Yeah, Bom. Yeah, decent player, man. I like the look of him. What's um, that? Must be the other Gino Refile. Ah, you want him? No, no, tora meso tapaso tapaso biriatos pasos sustilme. No, no, no. And uh, one of your defenders has gone to Roma, which is an interesting move. Madi Camara is a is he a he's a box to box midfielder. Midfielder, okay. So he's a he's the kind of player that Mourinho likes. Yes, yeah, so Will Niles. Uh, so he Madi Camara been with us for four seasons now. Uh, he came in from second division France for about four hundred and fifty. In his first couple of years, he was pff, he was brilliant. Really, maybe one of the best number eights that we've seen in the modern era. I don't want to compare him to like a Yaya Toure or anything like that, but I think he's very close to like a Gigi Wijnaldum. Right? And, and I mean, that's who he's coming into cover for because Gigi's going to be out for for a few months at Roma, and that's the that's the backstory to the Camara signing. They need a replacement for him. So yeah, he's gone off on a loan. I think it's one one and a half million. Costa's got Roy issues. Costa's got Roy issues. He's got the Roy issues. Oh, he's no. got the Roy curse. Oh no! He's the curse oh, no. of Roy. Well, look, there's a, there's an interesting comment here. Thirty minutes. To the end of the transfer window, any chance that Stefano can show us his nipple for one last transfer? <laughs> Maybe if that's what it takes, Stefano, for one more transfer, get your tits out for the lads. Come yes. on now, give, you've done it once. We will, 
we won the we won the tits. <laughs> <laughs> we don't have any females coming on this pod, so we're not going to get that anyway. So um, yeah. <laughs> sorry about that. It's all right. No problem. Yeah. We were talking about tits. Yeah. <laughs> Lovely. <laughs> Yeah, so, this is us. Yeah, you you were saying, <laughs> Kamara. Kamara, where, yeah. where did where did where did you lose me? Uh, you were saying that he was a box to box midfielder to cover Vinaldum, and because Vinaldum's going to be out for a while, and then yeah, yeah, no. So I mean, he's um, he, he's been at the club far too long, like four years. He should have he should have gone that summer. Covid, uh, the Wolves game that we should have won in the last sixteen of the Europa League uh, that 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 season and that you know the pandemic really fucked us. There are a lot of players that uh, you know we we could have gone far in that um, that season. Uh, the ref fucked us as well against against Wolves, and uh, you know the team didn't stop playing essentially until until August, and then they had to play again. Didn't have a rest. And it really messed with um, it really messed with the team. And Gamara is one of those players that kind of uh, you know he went downhill since then. He hasn't been the same same as he was the first two seasons. So you know he, he needs a change. I think the loan moves good. We get some money like one and a half million. There's a there's an option there for twelve. So if he plays well, they keep him. We have a percentage. So good move for us. Good move for him. Uh, we needed to we needed to ship him out, and he wanted something new. So, good player though. A lot of people want other Olympiacos players on loan. There's Rangelovic, who's already been mentioned. Hassan as well. Um, oh, mate, take him, please, take him. Yeah. <laughs> can Can you see any more business being done between the two sides by the end of the, by the close of business tomorrow? Because obviously. We apparently we were in for Mancini, and that one hasn't worked out for whatever reason. Um, do you think? They, uh, are you expecting departures, Olympiagos? Yeah, actually, a good shout. So, I don't think Hassan will stay. I think I think Rajelovic, if a good offer comes in, he can go. Rajelovic has been a starter actually the last the last few games, but you know we're desperately looking for a winger right now that can that can be a difference maker that can score 10 goals and t- get 10 assists in a season that's what that's what Olympiacos fans expect at least uh, Rajelovic isn't really gonna gonna provide that I think his his abilities are are limited I'm trying to think there's a lot mate there's a lot that we need to we need to ship out there's still still players that got cut by Martins that are training alone although I think Chumic a Serbian winger that we had is going back to Serbia on loan again going to Vojvodina uh, Agibu Kamara is being you know was being looked at by some big clubs I don't know if he might go out because we have an issue with foreign players we've got too many foreign players that we can't we can't include some of our signings in matchday squads because you can only name five and our two centre-backs are foreign we've got um, the two South Koreans and then we've got two or three midfielders that are foreign too. So we're a little bit screwed. Uh, the, the squad's a mess, mate. I think you and I have talked about this before. Beginning of the season, our squad was like 50, 50 players. Fortunis, nah. Fortunis signed a new contract. He started training with the team again at the weekend. 
I don't think leaving Greece was ever an option for Fortunis. He just had a kid recently. Everyone in Greece that knows him knows he's, I don't mean this in a nasty way, like he's a village boy. I, he's a village boy from Kalabaga. And, uh, you know, he's just started a family. There were rumours about Abuel. There were rumours about Turkey, even Saudi. But uh, for me, it was never a question that, you know, he wanted to stay in Greece. And, you know, while he was on ice for a long time, I think, you know, it was either going to be him getting paid 1.7 million a year and scratching his balls for a year, or they'd, you know, sit at the table and say, all right, we're at an impasse. What are we going to do? And, you know, they signed a new contract and the reports are saying that they split his contract in two and he's going to get half now and half next year. So... Fortunis has also had two ACL injuries the last two seasons, huh? or the last three years, I want to say. So you don't know what, what shape he's going to come back in. If you look at Lazaros, though, and look at how I, I've said this before on, on your show, how well Christophe Lopoulos has been doing in, in Cyprus. We'll see. We'll see about Fortunis. When do you imagine to write Fortunis? Εγώ φίλε ε, το είχα... Δεν έπαιξε μπάλα τα τελευταία δύο χρόνια. Ε, κοίτα, να σου πω κάτι. Τη χρονιά που... Τη χρονιά πριν τραυματιστεί στην προετοιμασία πάλι, ήταν σημαντικός. Αλλά ερχόταν από τον Πάγκο και νομίζω είχε σε 26 παιχνίδια 13 goal και 7 assist. 26 games, 13 goals and 7 assists. Okay. Coming off the bench a lot. And some, some important games, like in the... The, the round of 32 of the Europa League where we played PSV, he's come off the bench in Holland and he's got he's got the assist for Hassan. He scores the goal that essentially puts us through on on away goals. There were still away goals back then. And uh, and even at home as well, he's got an assist against PSV for an MV last shot. He's a he's a yeah, Fortunis is a magic player, mate. Like when he's when he's fit. The real question now is everyone knows when you get a muscle injury. You lose 25% of the strength in your leg, like depending like the muscle area. He's had an injury on his left knee and on his right as well. He's torn both ACLs. So, you know, it's, it's, it's hard, man. But like, you know, you've seen players come back from it. Christodoulopoulos came back from it. Uh, players like Marco Royce came back from it in Germany. But, you know, these are players that are highly motivated, that are very, very professional If there's one thing we we know about Fortuny, sadly, is that he is one of those players that basically um, he basically said, "Yeah, for me, I'm going to chill in Greece. I don't really care about playing abroad." Like you know, like I mean, Daniel Pedenza when he moved to Wolves, he did a chat. He did a chat on on Instagram, and you know, some Greek fan asked him, "What do you think of Fortuny?" So who was the best Greek player you played with? And he, he mentioned Fortunis and he said, he actually wrote on, on an Instagram story, he's like, Fortunis is one of the most talented players I've ever played with, but he's lazy and he knows it. Like, literally, he just wrote that. And then, you know, we played Wolves two weeks later and, you know, they were hugging and having a laugh. So there was no beef between them or anything like that. It's just it's really the way it is. He's content with that, like that. That's what he wants to do. So, be a baller in Greece, or be a be a big fish in a small pond. 
Για έναν κόμμα δύο, έναν κόμμα νεφτά ρε φίλε και εγώ θα ήμουν. Λοιπόν, όταν έγινε αυτό το κόντρακτ, έγινε αυτό. Έγινε μια μαγική σεζόν 2018-2019. It was basically that the team revolved around him. It was Martinez's first season. We played really good football. You know, he was he was very good. I think he he deserved to get a good contract. He had he had the offers from from West Ham, from Premier League, from from other top five leagues. And again, like when when Olympiacos comes to you and you know you're playing for your boyhood club and they give you a was it like almost a six million. Six million euro contract for for three three years. I think he was getting one point two one season, one point five the next, and one point seven the year after. And then the injuries happened, and you can't control those things in football. That's the life of an athlete. Like it can happen from one day to another, unfortunately, and it happened to him, which is sad. But okay. Right. Um, there's something else that we need to discuss, and it's not Olympia Goz related, but I'm sure, Costa, you can um, relate to this. Ticket prices have been released for um, the Europa League games. Pedro, do you want to shed some light on everything at the moment? Yeah. So at least Costa yeah. has a rough idea what to talk about, because I'm sure Olympia Goz fans have been through the same thing. Yeah, but uh, let's not forget that the size of fan base. Uh, of Olympiacos definitely is not the same as uh, Omonias. So keep this in mind, Costa. Um, basically, the, the team came out and they gave the, the packages for the Europa League uh, tickets involving the three games with uh, uh, Sociedad, Manchester and the Sheriff uh, with the prices starting from with the privilege card the most expensive, 170 euros. The privilege card and is a discount card. The, priv the privilege yes. card is a discount card, Costa. Fans purchase this discount card and then they get a certain percentage off you know, tickets or merchandise, whatever. That just to, yeah, sorry. So, yeah, with the most expensive being 170 euros at the VIP boxes and uh, things like that. And uh, at the normal stands... Uh, going down to 120 euros, the cheapest one, and then at the goalposts, 95 euros. <laughs> for <laughs> exactly for all three tickets. Uh, in the Europa Katarjas, uh, your club seems to be more organized on the comm side in terms of actually offering packages and getting prices out for these games because I'm literally just looking on the website now and you can't you can't look at tickets for for, for the Europa League games. So I, I don't have a metric to be able to to tell you for this year's ticket prices, but Typically, typically from what I can remember, and this is pre-COVID, what I'm going to say, typically VIP ticket at Olympiacos would be anything from kind of 150 euro to 200 euro. VIP. And then, yeah, for a VIP ticket. And then for a ticket, like 
mid-level ticket, I'd say about 50 euro. And then if you're sitting close to the VIP, maybe 75. And then behind the goal, 25, 20, 25 euro behind the goal ticket. But uh, this is pre-COVID. I haven't okay. been to I haven't been to I haven't been to a game a European game at the Gadeskagi since uh, since after the um, since after the pandemic and stadiums open, so I can't really compare. But that sounds astronomical. That sounds astronomical. Okay, well, basically the internet from uh, the moment uh, the prices came out uh, has exploded with uh, complaints from uh, all the fans. I can understand that, definitely, 100%. But uh, at the same time, I would not expect a ticket to watch Manchester United to be 25 euros. I would not sure. expect that price for a ticket, or with Real Sociedad, to be 25 euros. Uh, to be honest... Uh, yes, it's a little bit expensive, but, uh, okay, there are two buts. The first but is a positive and the second is a negative. Uh, the positive but is that uh, €120 Euros to watch uh, your team playing uh, two of the greatest teams in uh, Europe and uh, plus uh, not to minimize uh, Sheriff because we all know what Sheriff did last year is not that much. On the second hand, on the second hand, the negative but uh, people did not like this year. Omonia has made seven and a half thousand season tickets. Now, it's a good record. It's a record number. Now, when they brought out the prices for the tickets, the only benefit season ticket holders have is to buy the tickets first. Mm. That's it. Can I can I clarify something? So the prices yes. that you mentioned, are there's, they... There's, yeah. There's one here, uh, Bedro. It says it, it includes all three games, not per game. Is that right? No, three games. Yes, 120 euros, 170 to 120 to 95 for all three games. That's a package, package deal. All three That's games. Pretty That's, good. Right, That's pretty good then. If that's what so I'm what? saying. Yes, that the price is not bad for uh, ah. 120 euros to watch three games against uh, Sheriff, Manchester United, and Real Sociedad. That's very good. Obviously, that's... the ones that are 170 euros are for the people in the boxes and the VIP areas, which they have the money anyway because they went and bought a 500, 600 euro season ticket. So if you have 600 euros to buy a season ticket, you have the 170 to sit in your VIP chair, so you will not complain. The complaint that is coming is from uh, is coming from the simple fans, especially the uh, season ticket holders, because all the prices are the same for everyone. So the season ticket holders feel that they have not been recognized by the club, and I can understand that. Because I'm a season holder myself, and when I saw that the prices are the same for everyone, that was like, uh, okay, why did I buy a season ticket so that I can buy the ticket first? At least, uh, I believe a good marketing from the team would be put it 
each game five euros less for the season ticket holder to show your appreciation. It's just 15 euros, and that will give you another 300 season ticket holders in the net following year. I don't know if you guys agree with me on that one. How many season ticket holders do you have, and what's the capacity? Who is it? 14,000, 15,000 at the Gasipi? It's 22,000. Well, it's never going to be 22 now. Um, Υπολογίσε ρε φίλε, 22 η χωρητικότητα, το πιο, το πιο μεγάλο παιχνίδι ήταν ο Μόνι ΑΕΚ, 22.300 εισιτήρια, αν είμαι σωστός. Που έπαιξαμε πριν χρόνια. Ο Μόνι ΑΕΚ Αθηνών, ε, για το Europa, νομίζω η Europa που ήταν, 22.300 εισιτήρια. Το πιο, μεγάλο, ο πιο μεγάλος αριθμός εισιτήριων που κοπήκε στο Γασιμπή ήταν υπερπλήρης. Επομένως, με το να, να κόβει μία ομάδα 7.500 season ticket, ε, καταλαβαίνεις ότι για τα επίπεδα της Κύπρου είναι ένας πάρα πολύ καλός αριθμός. Yeah. How many season ticket holders do you actually have that would say benefit from getting priority for these tickets? So, seven and a half thousand. All season ticket holders have the advantage to buy the tickets First, they have priority. a week. A they have priority to buy the tickets. Hmm. If they don't buy the tickets within the first week, then the packages go on open sale, and anyone can buy them. But uh, for us, it's as simple as you have a season ticket done. You don't have to pay for a ticket again. You pay for the the European games, the league games, cup, everything. There's no, there's no packages that they're they they're out. included in the season ticket. Uh, they're included in, the, in yeah. your season ticket. Yeah. Yeah. What you do get priority wise is if you want to go to an away game and you have a season ticket, then you have priority on tickets when you uh, go away. So th this is the thing, though. How much are the away tickets going to be? Because let's get it right. When United come to town. Everyone on the island is going to want to go. Once those season ticket holders get their tickets and you've got the corporates, which are going to get theirs, and then it ends up on general sale or whatever, so anyone else could... You're going to have a whole lot of fans that support Man United going. You're going to have fans that support any club, but they want to go because it's Man United. So people are going to be fighting over tickets, but it's the away ones. So, for example, Old Trafford, because I think we'll probably get about three, 4,000, right? And if you've got 7,000 season ticket holders who I'm guessing are going to get priority, then that's going to be another clusterfuck, isn't it? Uh, Daxi, you're not going to get like all those people from Cyprus shipping out to, to Manchester, I, I suppose. You know, you'd have a lot of, a lot of fans in, in England, presumably, that will want to make the trip up to... Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm not in the United end. It don't matter. <laughs> I'm seeing the. I'm not going to fight for an Omonia ticket in the away end, man. There's no point. I ain't going to get one. I ain't going to get one for the home game, which is why I'm not coming to Cyprus for it. No point, mate. No point. If you if they if they apply the ten percent, then you know you guys should get more than five hundred. Yeah, seven thousand six hundred. Yeah. yeah, and then we'll have to see how, what the price is going to be of the ticket. Because I heard some crazy numbers, which I do not believe. Uh, so, go on. Go on, tell us. What are the rumours? Uh, 
I heard prices of 100, 180 euro for the Manchester game. Oh, and I said, that's no way it's going to be 180 euro. I estimate it to be around 60 to 70. Yeah, no, I don't. I can't see it being more than 100 euro. No. It's a lot of money. It's a lot of money. <laughs> What's going on with Bruno? Oh, mate. I, I was saying the other day, we played against uh, Akritas and I thought we got Bruno Mars. <laughs> I thought it was Bruno Mars on that pitch, mate. Honestly. I don't, know if, that's a good, I don't know if that's a good thing or a shocking. bad thing. Oh, there you go. All right. He was shocking. Don't get me wrong. The Ghent games, he was brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. And then it leads me on to my my question. Are, are some of these signings that we made just wanting to play in the European games? Have they just shown up just to play European games and then fuck off these these teams like Agritas? You, you, know you remember what you remember what I told you though, and I'm gonna make a, mm. a wild guess here. But I assume against Ghent you played a smart, tactically astute game, hit on the counter, he found a lot of spaces, exploited them, looked like you know, Joaquin in his heyday bombing down the right-hand side for Spain or Real Betis. And then you come back to Cyprus and you play against Akritas and you're playing a, a team that's put the parked the bus in front of the defence and he can't do shit. Correct? That, that is pretty much it. Yeah. You can't do that. Bingo. You can't do that. Yeah. <laughs> I told you. I told you last time. I told you. <laughs> yep. When we yep. talked about it, if he if he finds spaces and he plays that kind of you play that kind of game, he can be very very dangerous for an opponent for an opponent. But if you want him to break teams down and help with build up and you know pass the ball to feet, forget about it. Like, but you know what though, against Ghent he played central. He played as a number ten. He was very effective. Against Agridas, he's on the he's on the flank. And he's not getting yeah. any change. And the thing is, again, I don't want to slate Jan for this, but Jan didn't help him out. Jan wasn't overlapping enough. Jan wasn't giving him enough opportunities. Because obviously, when your fullback overlaps, the fullback that's tracking you is looking at the runner. So it gives you that extra yard of space. And Jan wasn't doing that enough. But again, Bruno didn't help himself by trying flicks and tricks and holding onto the ball for too long. Maybe it's an education for him. Maybe it's a football education coming to Cyprus because maybe he thought that the level in Cyprus wasn't wasn't great, and he thought, oh, I'll, "I'll get away with this based on a little bit of skill." But teams are smartening up, man. Teams are, are smartening up a lot, a lot. So yeah, I can tell you, I I feel we're going to be in for a hell of a ride this year in Cyprus in general, Oof. not just Omonia, but Oof. for all the teams, it's going to be a hell of a ride. With Aris. the signings that Aris have made today. Oh, Oof. my God. Oof. Oh, my God. Uh, Costa, yeah. today Aris signed uh, uh, Coco, or what is it? Kokovic? Kokorin from, from Fiorentina. from Fiorentina. The Russian striker. The Russian striker. Yeah, they brought him and they got Stepinski on loan as well. So they got two Serie A strikers, um, you know. But what, what I will say, there's a lot of people that have been getting angry about this. And what I will say, and I'll, I'll repeat, I told Roy this in a, in a WhatsApp group. Stepinski and Gogorin, they're not going to come to Cyprus and sit on the bench, right? Neither, neither of them will want to do that. And mm -hmm. Aris play with one up front. So to play both of these players, you're going to have to change your system. Are you going to go 4-4-2? Are you going to go 3-5-2? And let's get it right. Neither forward like to press. 
Neither of them like to chase loose balls. So what you've got is two forwards standing on the halfway line, moping around, and they're relying on eight other players on that pitch, eight outfield players, to do a lot of the, the legwork. I just yeah, haven't but, got uh, a central midfield. They don't. They don't. I'm not impressed. I'm not impressed with the middle of the park. Not well, let's, let's not forget something still. Last year was last year. This year is a totally different story. Uh, they, they have a, a pretty neat squad. We don't know how they're going to play. We don't know how many teams are going to play. Yeah, but when, when you say they've got a pretty neat squad, in, in what respect? The goalkeeper is brilliant, Vanna Alves. The back four, I'm not, I'm not sure about. The right back, they need another right back. They need another centre back. Kazoo is, okay, he's good at left back, but again, he's a little bit erratic. If you've got a winger that's got pace, that can match his or better his, you're beating him. Their midfield isn't very mobile. They're not very physical. So, you know, if you've got a number 10 that can drop deep and come with the ball like Foddy, you're going to give them problems. So I'm not I'm not sold on Aris. I'm not sold on him. Okay, let's honestly. put it this way. If not to move it down to other team squads. Let's put it in general that basically almost every single team uh, in our league has... Uh, Brought in uh, has brought in uh, stronger uh, players. Uh, it's going to be a very challenging uh, championship, and uh, there's going to be many surprises. I think. Let, let's leave it at that. Let's not go by individually each uh, other different team than our own. For our own, I have a different opinion. If you want me to say it, I'll say it. <laughs> Listen, that's what you're here for, man. Speak your truth. Okay, so uh, in two minutes it's midnight, so transfer window is closed. It, no, it's still finished. Got another, still got another day. Uh, another day? Yeah, still got another 24 hours, no? Oh, yeah. All right. And then Bob Bob Is it Bob I in, in the UK, it's... It's, uh, in, most, in most of the leagues, it's tomorrow. And I don't know for how many days we're allowed to employ, to take in an, to take in an unemployed football player. Uh, that's September the 2nd, I think. September the yeah, 2nd. So okay. the window no, from, the window's closed. The window's closed. From what really. I see from the from uh, from the comments, yeah, the window is closed. Yeah, so yeah. Okay. So I was right. Yeah. Okay. And there was me so, thinking we still got a day to sign players. Oh, we're fucked. No, no, we don't. <laughs> no, we're no, fucked. we don't. <laughs> we, uh, you can you can sign free 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 agents, I suppose, until yeah. the end of the month. Free agents until the second of September. Is it only till the second for you? For us, it's till the end of the month. Until the second, second I think. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. Mm. So we have two days for free transfers. Elefterus pechtes. Anergus. Anergus. Okay. So our squad. Epkiasamen number epkiasamen. Some some of the players have showed that they have uh, great abilities. Have uh, some uh, have uh, yet to show it. Mm -hmm. um, for the last uh, 
for the last transfer, we heard everything from Costas. I'm not going to say anything else. It's a youngster. He's 19 years old. He's starting to play now. Uh, we cannot have any expectations from him, like high-level expe- expectations, uh, I mean. So let's wait and see. Tony Ranombebkiamen, he's a hell of a good player. A hell of a good player. I don't know if people know why he got injured and he was not training. If you, I don't know if people know it. It was at uh, when his team got qualified for the World Cup. His teammate threw the cake in his face and the candle went in his eye and he almost got blind. That's the injury that he has. He's not physical. He's not his legs. And then the poskado. And then he's not his muscles. And then he bulludo. He's totally fine in that area. So hang in there, because many many of our fans are saying, oh, "When is when is he going to be ready?" Because after two months, he's going to leave to go to the World Cup. An unlucky injury. I, I have never heard of anything like that. The candle going in your eye because your teammate threw a cake at you during the celebrations. <laughs> it's a shame. It's really a shame. And I think he's going to be a very good player for us. Uh, Bruno, I think he's going to be great this year. And I think he's going to score seven to eight goals. Um um, I hope Gagolis comes uh, comes back uh, soon from his injury. I heard two weeks. I do not know. I will not cross my finger. I will not put my hand in the fire for that. I'll wait and see. Echomen Dombaker, I think he still needs time. I think he still has not uh, gotten into the Cyprus reality. Uh, I think he needs time, and we're going to give him the benefit of the doubt. Uh Help me a bit still. Who am I forgetting? Well, we brought in uh, Kasama. We brought Look, Kasama in... has uh, Kasama. Fuck the referees. Fuck them and then fuck them and then fuck them some more. They're taking out one of the players I was going to score a goal on Saturday. That's what I think. Yeah, he got uh, sent off two two yellows, which were very very soft. To be fair, but yes. that's the separate league. Uh, Mil- uh, Militic. Came in the centre back from Partizan. Um, Militic, oh, he's going to be a beast. Yeah. I have no doubt that he's going to be one of uh, the top defenders. Matthews, uh, so Ma- Matthews, he, sh- he has shown great ability and great skills. Many of our fans have uh, uh, talked down on him when we made the transfer. Yeah, because oh, he came from Charlton, but he's probably the most organised defender we have. Exactly, and uh, with the small sample that we have already, he's going to be very good for us, I think. I hope he will remain at the standards that we have seen in the European games and improve on that. We got Bezos. Bezos. I think he's going to score at least six goals. I think he's going to be very good. Give him time. Have some patience. He, he was playing yesterday in the game with Akridas. He was shit. He was not good. It was not his fucking position to play there. For mm. me, that was... Uh, um, yeah. I think he's going to be a good player. 
I would have preferred he wouldn't put him there because if that kind of situation, and especially the way the game went and he went down, you're bringing the player down. Help him build up confidence. He has this Does that happen in Greece, Costa? Yet. Does that happen? Does that happen with Olympiagos supporters and, and many supporters in Greece when a player comes in from a, a, a smaller club, so to speak, or a club that perhaps isn't as high in terms of reputation? Do, do fans tend to look down on him? Are you talking from the Greek league or in general? From what well, is just it's in general, I mean, um, yeah. So if, if, for example, you signed a, a player from the second division in Bulgaria, do they shoot him down straight away? I'm not saying that you guys do, but... Doesn't take long. Doesn't take. I mean, me, me personally, no. But we're a very tough crowd. We're a very tough crowd. Like, I mean, for if you take players like Pape Cisse, Hussein Ubar, uh, Madi Kamara, nearly all of the French players we sign, they come from second division in France, and you know their their transfer market value's gone up tenfold almost all, all of those guys some of them's gone down since quite significantly but, but yeah mate no they no patience no patience everyone has an opinion and everyone knows everything about everyone and they don't know shit most of them i don't i don't like to generalize but no we're not we're not patient people at all man well i've seen some of the comments made about the south korean lad you brought in before he, he played that I've been watching uh, Omonia fans uh, taking the mickey out of everything that Omonia is. Please do not do that. Please do not do that. How do you mean? How do you mean? How do you mean? Uh, like like today, people are making uh, are having a go at uh, the price of the tickets. They're having a go at the players we signed. They're having a go at the management. They're having a go at every single thing that can drop on the floor. Let's put it that way. So, να σας πω κάτι ρε βέβαια. Να φκώ εγώ τώρα και να γράψω μες στο Facebook. Στέλ is εγάδαρος. Ένα βρεθούν πενήντα πελί να γράψουν μπουκάτο ότι yes, Stel is εγάδαρος. It doesn't mean he is. I, I, I've got no problem with it. I've been called worse. That's, that's I, probably so, a compliment, to be honest. I, I named you so that I wouldn't name some other people. So that's why I Roy, named you. Roy, Chris. <laughs> oi, oi, oi. Not, not you. No. If this doesn't go for you, doesn't go for Roy, doesn't go for Chris. <laughs> We cannot do that. In every single article that comes out is the same people that write the same shit. Stand next to the team. Support them. Είπα το 
ο ίδιος το είπα πριν σχεδόν δύο μήνες να είμαι στο podcast, ότι να είμαι ο πρώτος που είναι να να πει ότι η διοίκηση έκαμε τα σκάτα αν τα κάνει σκάτα. Ενήφθεν οι παίχτες. Τους παίχτες έφεραν τους να παίξουν μάπα. Έναν οι παίχτες που αποφασίσαν να πω σήμερα στην Ομόνια και να τους πω ότι θέλω τόσα και να κέψω να παίξω μάπα. Όχι, έναν οι παίχτες. Do not blame the players. If there's someone to be blamed, It's going to be the management. And the management is going to be judged if the team fucks up. I personally hope that the team will put salt and pepper in many people's, people's mouths and shut them the fuck up. I hope That's you're right. It. I hope so. I want them to do that. Oh, Jesus. Well, look, we, we've got a, an exciting European campaign. We've got Sheriff next week, I think, because we've got Ayaka the weekend and Sheriff the Nabolon. Are you um, away? And we're away, I think. Are we away or are we at home? Potter, we're eh? away at Sheriff, the first game. Oh, yeah, home, home, home. It's home. at home. First game is home. Yes, first game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. First game is at home. It's Sheriff. Okay, okay. So, you know... But the thing is, don't forget, Ayak have got a European game and Nabolon also have a European game. Yep, so... they do. And, but anyway, in two days, we're playing Ayak, Silada Lavara, Bavin Jame, Omoniaka, Shilaka, Gamotos, Tanyondos, Zetetus, Napnazo, and Jemis. I'm going to comment on Gatheka's history, on Facebook, on Instagram, on Malagies, on Grafon, on Prisam, on Tachidiamas. Yanni isn't optimistic. <laughs> He says we're fucked. <laughs> Yeah, at, least you, at least you guys have got the other competition in Europe. Like we're the only ones playing Europe in Greece, so we're literally going to be playing back-to-back games weekend Thursday until the World Cup, and the until others just going to be chilling. Until November. What, what's the general feeling in Greece, knowing that there are three separate teams in in Europe, whereas there's only you guys representing Greece? Do they do they talk about it much? Yeah, they talk about it, whether they're actually trying to do something to improve the situation and, you know, make improvements to Greek football. You know, that's a that's a fucking joke of a conversation, I'm, I'm sorry to say. Not doing anything, man. It's all paraskinio and uh, yeah, behind the scenes. Bollocks. I, I, nah, it is talked about, but in Greece... In Greece, it's very much like uh, one of those, you know, what's the Parimia Stalinica? It's like, you know, if if the neighbor's goat dies, it's all right. How they say, that's it. They don't, they don't look at like improving the situation. They're just like, ah, oh, let's shit on the other ones and hope they do shit and not focus on doing things better ourselves. Are you worried about this season though? Because I've seen obviously Ayak played against us and they look good, but then again it was a preseason game, so you can't really yeah. read into that too much. But Bonathan I was a style, didn't they? Didn't they beat Offy at the weekend? Yeah, they've got two out of two. They look decent. They're they're a stable stable squad in a sense. Yeah, uh, we know all about their coach, fucking hell. Yeah, so they got a, they they got a good coach, if I'm allowed to say that on here. Yeah, uh, you are. You are. I think <laughs> I think I think he's a decent coach. Like he has them, he has them well drilled. Didn't make a lot of transfers. Didn't make a lot of sales. They made a really smart sale to Sporting Lisbon. They sold uh, 
So the young lad called Sotiris Alexandropoulos to Sporting Lisbon for 5 million plus a 20% percentage fee that they kept, which is really smart business. Good player, lots of potential, young, dynamic, central midfielder. Uh, so I think Banathan, like we, we always start the season in Greece and we say, ah, oh, the other teams, they improved. Banathanagos for Banathanagos, probably true. Like they really kept the team that they had, which was well drilled. They didn't have a striker. They didn't have a number nine to put the ball in the back of the net. They brought in a Slovakian from, can't remember, from, from Sporting Lisbon, actually. Again, they brought in a Slovakian from Lisbon that was on loan somewhere else in Portugal. If he gets injured, they're screwed. They've got a 22-year-old Greek called uh, Ioan Nidis, who's all right, but he's not a proven goal scorer. So, like Banathanagos has got a good team this year, I feel, but they they lack depth. And I think Olibiagos has got more more depth, but Olibiagos is not a team. Olibiagos is still trying to figure out what our best lineup is. How do we get the players to gel? Like Corberan's got a really Corberan, the new coach, has got a really difficult job at Olibiagos. If you if you consider the expectations and, you know, Olympiagos fans want to go into every game in the league and dominate and win 3-4-0. Um, realistic or not, that, that that's pretty much the expectation of the majority of Olympiagos fans when you play a Greek game. So, very, very tough draw. Yeah, they they did have an unlucky draw, I would say. Balk, Balk in Greece are really changing up their... Their philosophy, their team was very aged. So like they basically kept the team that won the league a couple of seasons ago and they tried to, you know, renew Vierinha's contract at age 35. So, okay, what do you really expect to do with like an aged squad? Now they've tried to to drop the the average age, bring in some youth players. I think two of their youth players played in their starting eleven on on the weekend. They won their game. Um, so I think it's kind of a transition year for them as well. And I, I lost at the weekend uh, in a game that they, sh- you know, on paper they should have won. So Ajax a bit of a, a bit of a weird one. They're moving into a new stadium. They won't play at Hagia Sophia until until the thirty first or sorry the thirtieth of September. So we'll see. But but like I said, they they're not playing midweek. That all they have to focus on is is Greece and. And we're going to be playing two games a week, minimum, non-stop until November. So it's going to be it's going to be challenging. If if it makes for a more competitive league, then great. Can I say? We got Aris as well, but they lost at the weekend, didn't they? Aris is a weird one, man. They lost at the weekend, and they sacked their manager. He's like had thirteen games in charge, and I think he's won nine, drawn six, one nine, drawn six, lost three or two. It, they're stupid, man. Like we've already like they've they've sacked two managers in Greece. Ari sacked their manager. Volos sacked their manager. First game of the season. It's ridiculous. So si Ρε φίλε, εγώ τα θυμάμαι από τότε που είμαι πιτσιρίκος, ας πούμε, που παρακολουθώ ελληνικό mm-hmm. ποδόσφαιρο και mm-hmm. it's, it's the same. It's like, oh, it's always the manager's fault. It's like, oh, bad results, sack the manager. So hang on a minute. Like, he's only been here two days. So I'll, I'll sack the manager. 
Μαλάκα είναι νοτροπία μπακάλικου, ας πούμε τώρα. We have seen worse this year. We have seen a coach leaving before even the training season starts. Τσόρνικα, δεκα, απόλλον. Όχι, ο Τσόρνικα έμεινε το παιχνίδι. Το Ολυμπιακό, ο Τούτης, ο Τούτης νομίζω που είδα. Τούτης εγκόν, δεν ξέρω. Ναι, they sacked him before even training starts. Φάκιν έλ. Jesus. Costa, No. Δεν ξέρω. Α, ο Αναστασίου. Yeah, he was ours. <laughs> he was ours. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's a right man. Okay. Like, he's got a Dutch, I mean, Dutch upbringing when it comes to coaching, so yeah. he gets his teams to play football. That's one thing I'll say about, about Anastasiou. Yeah. Ah, okay. I don't know, David. Yeah. Okay. yeah, I think he came mid-season. He went mid-season last year, I think. Yeah, okay, I think he yeah. tunes into the pod because every time I put this pod up on on social media, he's liking it. So, yeah, there you go. I had no idea about it. Okay, we have a fan. Uh, one last thing for uh, Omonia fans. I don't know if they know about it. We gave away Zevkis. Yes, he's gone to Olympiagos. I want to wish the lad uh, all the best. And to be honest, I think we're going to regret it. Yeah. Yes. Okay, that's interesting. You're a big fan then. Uh, I think the boy has talent, and uh, he's gonna. We wasted a very good player. That's what I think. But he's been on loan before, hasn't he? He was on loan uh, with. Idanjo Pessi than he was under Burke, but yeah. then you had a different team. Yeah, true, true. I don't know. I I like Sava. I like Sava. I think he's got a lot of potential, man. A lot of potential. And we've got Spiridagi as well. So, yeah, you know, he, he's one to watch out for, Gosta. Spiridagi. Good little yeah. striker. Good little striker. Well, he's tall, but he's, yeah, he's lethal. He's very lethal. So, yeah, that's another 17. one. 17. Spiridagi, yeah. Good player. Very good player. He hasn't played... This is... Well, Academy is top-notch. For no reason, right? Either he's not, he's he's not, not on loan. He's not on loan. Where's he permanent? The police are on loan. Can someone can someone clear that up, please? If he's on loan or if he's gone permanently? Because I thought he was on loan. To zevkine police and oxevan. Oh no, mi se police and don. And I see. We don't even know these things, Costa. We don't even know. This is this. Malaka na spogati, na spogati. You want to hear something fucking ridiculous? Go on. We bought back Panagiotis Retsos. From um, that is an academy product. Fucking yeah, I remember. Brilliant. Yeah, I saw the post today. Yeah, 
fucking brilliant centre-back that came through our academy. We sold him for 17 and a half million to Leverkusen in 2017 and then decided to buy Bjorn Engels for 8 million. Jesus Christ. Anyway, he came, he came back. Like it was announced today. Three different stories. So, like, the, the so-called patriarch of the Olympiago Reportage, Costas Nicolacopoulos, comes out on the radio and he says, it's a loan, one-year loan plus option. The option's decent. Like, you know, it can happen next year, like, if everything's fine. Then the guy from Todeca Telia Ziar comes out and says, uh, and this is the guy that news and stories at one o'clock, two o'clock in the morning, Greek time. Greeks are awake, mate, on Twitter, waking for Nikos Kotsis to break the news. He writes on Twitter like three, four hours later. So the one guy saying loan plus option, the other guy saying three years, three year deal. And then there's another article, a mate of mine sent me, oh, it's a loan deal for Retos, but it's an obligation to buy Sport 24. Somebody else has written something completely different. Three different journalists following the same team with three different <laughs> stories about a transfer <laughs> and what the deal is. Mate, uh, 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 we've been going on, but like, mate, we don't have an injury list. So like, people are wondering, what's the status of this player? Like, uh, when's he coming back? Like, I mean, I don't expect us to be like Premier League level team when it comes to social media, like communication with the fans and such. But how fucking difficult is it to make an injury list and put it on your website? How fucking inform your journalist that this is the deal how fucking difficult is it to put a press release out and say you know we paid this much and like this is a three-year deal or whatever i'm not asking you to tell me you know who his mother is and how much you're paying him and if you're buying them a house but like basics it's fucked man like i hope they're not people from the bay are watching me tonight because i don't normally rant this much but <laughs> 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 oh mate, don't worry, don't worry. You're not, you're not going to get it in the neck. I promise. It's fine. No, no one watches this. Stella's going to send it off to his Olympiakos people at the end. No, 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 no. Still meant to die. I have things to worry about, man. Honestly, honestly, I'm, I'm still worried about uh, Stefano coming on topless. This, 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 this is bad. This is bad. No, 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 yeah. no, no, no. no. <laughs> hey, we're being serious tonight. No naked. Uh, it's a uh, it's six last plus. night was a catastrophe, man. Honestly, uh, <laughs> last night was 18, uh, 18 plus rated today, 16 plus. Oh. <laughs> uh, Mario coming at me. Uh, listen, I've got you, Mario. If you're, if you're watching, don't worry. I'm waiting for him to make a comment. I'm waiting for Mario to make a comment, but yeah, anyway, gentlemen, thank you very much for your time. Really appreciate it. Gosta. Thank you very much. I know you, you're very busy at this moment in time. You got number three on the way. So, uh, yes, yeah, yeah, you, you've got that uh, emergency button. As your missus got like this button that she presses, it gives you a shot to wake you up whenever you get, whenever she gets, uh, <laughs> got, oh, got he, the, he, I've got the bloody eye watch on in the, the iPhone right next to me. So I, I thought I would see Costas with that, uh, uh, dog collar that gives electricity when you press a button, you know. What kind of SNM are you into? Fucking hell. <laughs> <laughs> Shock me. Shock me. <laughs> fucking pop fiction. Costa Mujeron, Jedina Donando Moron, Jolada Lembelares. Right. Before you wrap it up, Costa, come and plug your shit, man. Plug your shit. Yeah, thanks for having me on again, mate. Always a pleasure. Um, you. you can follow all 
Olympiacos news at Gate 7 International. If you fancy it, head over to our site. Got good good stuff, scout reports, deep dives on new players, existing players, interviews with some former players, existing players. We go live twice a week on a Sunday, normally after games. Yeah, if you guys are Olympiacos fans and, and fancy a little bit of a different approach to the regular Greek stuff that you read, then this is the place to be. Some real analysis, some real opinions, and we're not afraid to speak our minds. So the days when we say most of Gosmore, much like this show, we like to we like to say things how we see it. So so yeah, uh, pleasure to have you guys join the Olympiacos community. And I know there are a lot of Olympiacos fans in in Cyprus as well. We saw that when we played at Bolon. Uh, thousands of thousands of fans turned up to the Gasipet to, to support the team. So if any of those people were you and you don't know about us, Gate 7 International, go and check that out. Excellent. And Pedro, thank you so much for uh, for jumping on and sharing your, um, your, your pearls of wisdom. You're welcome, my friend. Anytime I'm available. Omonia Dinada Banda, Kobeya Pnaste, Iremiste, Excellent. There's just one more thing I need to show you guys before we go. And Lumbro, if you're still watching, this is for you. More people just want more and more freedom and love. What he's looking for. One more and more people just want more and more freedom and love. What he's looking for. The stadium's on fire! The stadium's on fire! The stadium's on fire! The stadium's on fire! Come on! 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 Come on!